This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Yeah, well, Spotify's pulling uh, their support for DJ apps. Oh, for real? And, like, that's the only way to really make money these days. Like, oh, wow. if you have to pay for all the music you play, yeah. you're not going to make that much money. But if you can go through Spotify, you know. It was a Wale song I was going to pick off his. Oh, he got uh, a new July 5th. Pick, yeah, I like, ju- I like July Wale 5th. Too. If you got Wale on for July 5th. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. Yeah, la la. You might as well loop that little bit, D. Let's, you know what I'm saying? What's today's date? Uh, June 5th. June 5th, 2020. Interesting day. Right? It's trending today. Lady G. Some other shit. <laughs> like, it's wild. Every day is just worse and worse, right? You know? Fuck it. Alright, let me do it. Okay, who black, who black, who black, who not? I know you mad, you mad, they mad, they not. With the sports and the music, do the math. All right, all right, man. And I gotta ask what episode is this? 284? I think I asked that like every time before we get ready to get started. You do, and I only keep track of the episodes on my own. So this is episode 284, uh, 284 and today we're gonna be kind of diving into fatherhood. Father's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. I have my brother. Pastor Roberts. <laughs> Never that. I can't be ostracized. Like yeah. <laughs> but I got my brother in here, man. So we're going to be talking fatherhood today along with my co-host, Artesia. It's kind of crazy because I wonder when all four of us get back on the mic as a podcast whole, yeah. how are we going to say? Because normally I'm like, yo, this is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, alongside you're, my co-host. You're just going to say alongside my co-host. Or talk I, to our insurance company, see if they'll let more people in here. Yeah. <laughs> At that time, because that's what it's going to have to be. Because yeah. other than that, it's like you just rip it, you doing it, uh, three to a wheel. Right. Three is actually pretty good, though. It's a good yeah. balance for now. So I can but, sit out. Shut up. So this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about fatherhood. Um, I know if you've been following the podcast, I think it was a few years ago where me and my brother had initially got into it. And that drought of not speaking lasted for about, it was about two years, right? Two years. Yeah. Where this nigga go. So, yes. but it lasted about two years and it lasted, I think to go back to when we started trying to work on how to get back on track, we realized that a lot of the shit that we went through as far as like arguing, even if it was envy, even if it was jealousy amongst the both of us, it was like, it came or it started with our dad, don't you think? I mean, from what you've told me and the information you gave me when we were younger about how you felt like things were done and Cause I was younger, you know what I'm saying. I didn't see the things that you said you saw. But he, yeah, he was a divisive person, um, and that's just who he was. Yeah. Overall, though, not just us. He would he would tell different people from grand from grandpa to our uncles to different people that were in our circles, like and stuff like that. He would tell people different stories so that he would benefit, but say that we were going to benefit from it, but yeah. we never did. Yeah, but but I'm talking about. This. I'm just I'm just giving you that. You know what I'm saying? The device, the person part. That's all. 
But no, I, I think about it because I, I was telling uh, Artesia one time, it's that picture that we have where it's like you're smiling over the the uh, the little baby carriage. Oh, and then yeah. mama told a story that when they brought me home, I think I was home for like a few hours mm-hmm. and you put a pillow over my head. I was trying to do them in. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my initiation into life, nigga. This is what it's about to be problems, nigga. Problems. But and he, even I remember um I don't know if it was you or mom and then you was like, Hey, you was a daddy's boy growing up and I was like, I don't remember any of it. I was not. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any mm-hmm. of it. I don't remember like like even the the the, the divisiveness, I don't remember mm-hmm. it because Do you I was too young. Him being a daddy's boy? He was. Straight up. It was one time I feel say give an example because yeah, I really I'm, don't I'm, remember. I'm about shit. to give you this is the coldest one. Like Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen is a big situation when you're a kid. Oh, yeah, it is. You want to go get that dipped uh, that chocolate vanilla, ice yeah, cream the cone. The yes, you want that. Whip it back up and it's frozen. And it's frozen instantly. So I was talking noise about Anthony because Anthony did bad on his report card. I did good. I don't remember this. So part. he was like, yo, <laughs> you talking about your brother? Yeah, well, you're not going to get uh, an ice cream cone. And then Anthony and him, they both have their cones. And then Anthony looks at me and just bites the ice cream cone in front of me. But when you <laughs> do something, right. that, that's what he did. <laughs> and so as a little kid, that like breaks your heart. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Damn. So I think that was the beginning of, um, I don't even know what to call it. I had baby rage. I say that. <laughs> that's the name of the podcast. You got baby rage. You got to put that that's in the first five that's what minutes. It was. <laughs> uh, but it's crazy that you said it because, like, we, like, I don't think people, like, knew how much we fought. The only mm-hmm. people who knew how much we fought is the people who, like, you know, like, Bo, Eric, people mm-hmm. we grew up with. But, like, even a lot of times as I got older, I was like, why are we fighting? Like, we couldn't. I remember the time. And, like, when it was fighting, like, that's why I'm not scared to fight nobody. Mm-hmm. That's why I fight any kind of way because, like, it used to, like, when we fought, it was, like, fights. Like, we did not care about each other. Like, WWE. we did not like each other. Like, fucking up shit, being, like, going for the juggler I, and I know I would say things but getting back to dad I feel like it was because of I knew when I started getting older like when he would come in and out like he would go back and forth back and forth mm-hmm. and I think the biggest thing that I really realized when I felt like yo he don't fuck with us was when I told you I got old enough to realize when he left I was like he went to a whole nother family a whole nother family. and took care of a whole nother family with kids yeah. more and kids it, than us yeah and in my mind I used to be like how the fuck did it get to the, like, how do you have the audacity Mm-mm. to walk away from your family? It's willpower, baby. To move on. That nigga said it's <laughs> willpower. It's willpower, no. But I think overall I try to figure out from a perspective, too, like, I don't have any kids. Mm-hmm. I know how hard it is from seeing other people have kids to have kids. I've even talked to my mom before and been like, I know the struggles I have now. And to think about you having two boys that was eating and consistently growing, consistently getting into it. Some of the trips we went on that were expensive. And I'm like, now when I think about it, I'm like, she didn't have a degree then. She wasn't making great money then. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did you pull this off? Mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, the conversations I've had with you and you can jump in Artesia and, and, and talk about, I guess the effects of not having a father there consistently oh, yeah. or at all in the place that you need it and how important it is for a girl looking up to him. I think the main effects for me was I spent a great part of my life seeking validation for men. And I love to date older men. Mm-hmm. I remember at 19, I was dating somebody that was 35. That's ridiculous. I, went, I don't even say Where is yeah. he at? We got, the, we got the wrangle his ass in. <laughs> Where that nigga at? 
it's crazy because we just reconnected and oh, you yeah. actually did oh, a yeah, photo the, shoot I for his the, son that was graduating high school. Yeah, we owe him a good shot. Just one good shot. That's <laughs> literally, bro. And it's crazy because yeah, in the moment, got. like Oof. when we were dating, um, his friends, they nicknamed me 19. That was what they called me. Or Kelly shit. How that, and that's they, like, I don't get it, man. And they were like, you know, they had their concerns because I was so young. Yeah. Their concerns were kind of the same if anybody dates somebody younger. It's like, well, they don't really know what they want. They might not be around long term or whatever. That's that's what led me down. If I had had a yeah, dad a in my figure. life, mm-hmm. I would have not. I don't think I would have gone down that path yeah. of seeking validation. I always think to myself, like, how different And doing stupid shit. Yeah. Like, that was stupid of me. Yeah. And I think about how different I would be. Like, I haven't been a guy who just, like, fucks over women. Mm-hmm. But I, in my mind, I'm like, would I be married by now? Would I have a kid? Would I have a better, mm-hmm. and, like, important, like, know the importance of family more so than I do now? You know what I'm saying? And not not saying, th- and in order for that to happen, he would have to be a different dude. Mm-hmm. But the thing about That's it the point. Is, is what... W- a father not being there, it the number one thing that it does is it fucks with your emotions and it makes mm-hmm. you un it makes you emotionally unavailable to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um later in life and that's something that you had to figure out for yourself. But it's like a, a light comes on and you like, damn. And see, mine was the opposite. Like I never had a problem being emotionally available. Mm-hmm. I I overworked myself trying to prove my worth because I wanted this person to stick around. That too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I couldn't understand. Like my dad, I knew who he was. He was always in my life financially, and even right. at the point when my mom died, like we reconnected and we had this strong relationship. Like I was really thinking that okay, this is my dad. Like I could mm-hmm. call him for. And then one day. You know, he changed his numbers and he yeah. moved out of his house, and I don't know where he is. And I think that's the part I think about because I'm like, how, how, how? willpower? Yeah, how? but I don't power. understand that. Like, with as me being a parent, mm-hmm. I know I'm not, you know, a dad or anything, yeah. but just as a parent, period. A parent. Yeah. it's just yeah. like I could never imagine getting to the point where I have a conversation with my child, and then the very next day, you gone. My numbers are disconnected. They can't get in touch with me. I done moved yeah. wherever I've moved. Yeah. And I don't know if they're dead. Like, they don't know if I'm dead or alive. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about this topic because when you think about fatherhood and Father's Day, every time it comes around for me, I'm like, I've never celebrated Father's mm-hmm. Day. And then you think about how you see all the pictures of people, you know, taking pictures with their father, young kids. And then you also look at like people being like our age and mm-hmm. being with their fathers and, and talking about the shit that their mm-hmm. fathers have given them. Or when somebody fathers pass away, they'll say, you know, RIP to my dad, or they got a nickname for him and they have a story to tell. Right, and it's like, right. I don't have, don't have one that. fucking story to tell about anything. And this is not like a bashing thing. This is a thing of, I think for years we used to try to understand. And I know Jermaine more so than me, mm-hmm. he would like reach out and he would try to have conversations and, and you used to do the same thing. And I would tell both of y'all, I was like, why do something to a person who's already shown you who they are? And yeah. the answer to that question is just like if your parent, your mother wasn't in your life, you will always have a longing for what it could be, what it should have been. What, and then when you start thinking about the things that may be missing in your life, mm-hmm. you have to factor that in. Yeah. You have to go back to where you started to in, in order to find the answer. So like when I was engaging, you know what I'm saying? Dad, like he was showing me things, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm putting my manhood to his manhood. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this ain't right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't this is not something I could do. Yeah. You know, had her run ins and her troubles and stuff like that. I'm and, at the blue and, body's and people's names. I was, this just throwing all I was I was always there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so 
I I couldn't understand that in the easiest state that we were in, yeah. you could have stayed because my situation was always hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if I can do it, you surely could have done it. You yeah. know what I mean? And so you you take that and then you bring it to the future and you see, okay, this this is how these things have hindered me in yeah. relationships, friendships, yeah. the the unwillingness to open. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. have to go back to your past to apply that to your future so you can correct those things in your future for your child or yeah. your friendships or however you want to, you know, put that into your life. But I always look at it, too, because I, I, I think about it for myself, and I've had some uh, baby scares and some baby situations. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I always, like, if I'm not prepared, it's been it's been times where I was young and I was like, I ain't prepared, meaning mentally I wasn't mature enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I knew that I wasn't ready to be with whoever I, that I had got pregnant at the time. Right. So as a 20 some year old and it's happening, it's kind of like I'm not ready because I just ain't ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to bring this person into this world because I may have been like that. Also, knowing that my dad left, I always kind of when I thought about these situations or got into the situations of pregnant, a woman being pregnant by me, I thought about if I did have the kid, sometimes you'd have that fear of, will you be like your father when Mm -hmm. you're younger and you don't have your own mind and you haven't walked into your manhood yet, Mm -hmm. you really question yourself. And then Mm -hmm. I remember another time somebody got pregnant and it was, I was like 30 and it was more so of like, I'm not ready. I don't know if it's me or whatever. And then it happened a little bit later. And I was like, it became one of those things where it's like, I don't know if this is, what I want to do. I want to have this kid. Right. But then it started making those decisions of not having them based on where am I financially to be able to life. take care of yep. this kid. Yep. And, and, and even your decisions, why you don't bring a child in this world, they mature and they change. Yeah. You may do the same. The, the result mm-hmm. may still be the same, but it's a reasoning why you're not doing so. Right. No, I think that in that case, like when you talk about comparing yourself to your father, I think one of the things that I had to realize is like sometimes I would say, oh, I don't want to be like this. I don't and going actually being a parent. Yeah. It's like I don't want to be like this. And then sometimes you put so much pressure on yourself, like you don't realize it. You're slowly headed in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Like you try so hard not to be something that you end yeah. up turning into that. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I've struggled with, with him not being here. And then you also got to think about like when you say, oh, my dad wasn't in my life or why would you reach out to somebody that's shown you who they are? So you got to think about it. He came back into my life in 2007 when my mom died. So from 2007 to 2017 when he disappeared again, that's a long time. So then you have me under the impression that things have changed. Like this is Mm -hmm. who you are. Like I'm really getting the experience having my father in my life. So it's just, I think the biggest thing is making sure that I'm present in my children's life. Mm-hmm. Even if I fuck up, like, cause in the past I've been so afraid to make mistakes thinking that human. I would. Yeah. yeah but right. even if I fuck up, like I'm present and yeah. they know that I'm there for them. Yeah. That's the, that's the most important thing. And you know what? You could take fuck ups all day long with your children. Mm-hmm. But again, the most thing, the, the thing of it all, or the thing of it is, is that you are present. So, like, our father, he fucked up. The nigga was gone. Mm-hmm. The nigga would be gone six months, a year, three months, then a come year. Back. Come back like everything is like new. Like nothing happened. And I, I can remember when I was, when it started getting on my nerves, I was like, yo, like, what you going to do? He was we like, both asked had that conversation. Yo, like, well, you mean you or you asked mom? Yeah, I asked him. Yeah. Like, okay, what you going to do? I asked mom. Like, what you going to do, man? You coming in? Like, he's like, go ask your mom. No, you, you, you are You grow the, the fuck up and answer that you question. Grow, because you're supposed to be the Somebody needs to, to slide, the older these, somebody need to slide this episode into these <laughs> niggas' DM. Yeah, like, I mean, but that's the thing about it. You have to grow up. And, that, yeah. and, and, and how I just looked at how I never gave up on my daughter. I never did. I saw my yeah. daughter yesterday. It was, a, it, it, was, it, was, it was so good to see my daughter yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I felt that. I felt that refreshing. That was something that I needed. You know what I'm saying? 
And and I told her, I was like, Zanaya, as you go through this life, like, you make sure that you stay in contact with me about men, about everything, mm-hmm. because I know, and I said, the information and the knowledge that I have to mm-hmm. give to you, I can save you so much. Mm-hmm. But if I have a daughter, but if I can impart in her the things that I know, it will save her. And I, But the thing about it, Even if she are, don't take it. But think about it, even, even if she doesn't mm-hmm. take that information, it'll you was there to give it to yeah. her. And it'll and come, it'll to, come her. back to her, come back to her in certain situations. Yeah. And the thing about it is, and we were talking about this last night, how yeah. parents give good advice but they never tell you the bad side of you cannot never. always give good you have to give both yeah. mm-hmm. if you do this this is what happens if you don't do this this will happen mm-hmm. and it's a lot of friends that have grown up with anthony and i their parents only gave them the good stuff mm-hmm. and then here they are they in prison we have a couple of friends that are in prison mm-hmm. because those families gave them everything that was good and never bad and on our side we had equally both sides mm-hmm. and so that's why we're successful but success, a lot of times and people count success on what somebody else is doing mm-hmm. at a certain age success comes to everybody at different mm-hmm. stages of their life and you it know? means different things to and different people means, period yes, i oftentimes try to look at if i had kids because i it's crazy, but the older I get, I envision that shit. Mm-hmm. I was telling Artiz the other day, you know, because we, you know, it's a personal situation, but we had a loss, you know. Mm-hmm. She had a miscarriage when we were together. And I remember we always have to talk about, I think it was probably the time where we both were kind of like, yo, we could, like, we even though we weren't sure about each other, we were getting to a point of being sure about, mm-hmm. hey, like, what would be the bad option for this child? But, you know. Two, two great people, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, that's whatever, it. whatever. But, like, and that's one thing I've always said about her, like, I never wanted to have a kid by a person that I wouldn't want to be around. Right. A person that I don't want to see. We've been mm-hmm. broken up almost three years and we still see each other at least once or twice mm-hmm. a week. We still talk every other day, if not every day, sometimes in a week. And we still know how to have a friendship that most people don't even have without the rocky situations me and her back. Or even marriage, yeah, they don't exactly. have that. They don't have that. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. they didn't take the time to know. And that's why situations like y'all, you have to when you take that time to know each other like that, you know what you're getting. Yeah. You know, hey, he's going to do this, she's going to do that. This is what they don't like, this is what they like. Those situations is prime real estate to then be able to put your lifestyles together and then be able to bring forth whatever kingdom that you want together. And yeah. that's how I look at things Come like on, that. kingdom? You're so crazy. Yeah, you No, won. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, nigga. <laughs> they reminded me of Beyonce's new song that she dropped last night. I ain't been listening to none of that. I just got the title, so I'm still trying to make it. But the effects of uh I think what I look forward to now, like I don't have anything against my my father. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really talk I've never I haven't talked to him in years. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. I think it doesn't bother me as much for one as I cause I don't remember as much. For mm-hmm. one. I remember what he's told me, I remember what mom has told me, and then just from my own personal knowledge, I I would tell Artesia. He would call me sometimes or send a text and be like, happy, uh, or like Merry Christmas or, yeah. you know, happy Thanksgiving. And in my mind, I'm like, nigga, my birthday just passed like three <laughs> weeks before these. Like you calling me on the holidays that you will be reminded of. Just regular But you probably holidays. don't remember my birthday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know that because it's like, why call or text mm-hmm. three weeks after during the holidays? Yeah. Because you know that. But when you're on social media and you can just go to but the that's, and then, then, and Well, it goes back to that too. You just don't care enough just to don't do care it. Enough. He doesn't care point. enough. And then when you get older, it's like, it's kind of like that with our family. Like, a lot of our family wasn't around when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just always like me, my brother, my mom. We were kind of like the outcasts. Mm-hmm. So even for me growing up, like, I don't have to have a lot of people around. Yeah. I don't deal with a lot of people because I'm used to that. And I think family 
is created through other people. Some of the the fatherly advice I got wasn't from blood relatives or my father. You know what I'm saying? Like you mentioned Mac Fadden earlier, guy rest his soul. But that's where I got a lot of it from. And then I think when you don't have that, TV has great examples. Mm-hmm. TV, books. Like if you like a lot of times we watch shit for entertainment, but if you watch a show and it has a good story in it or it has a good man in this film, you can learn from those things too. Why are you looking at me like that? Man? I'm just paying attention, bro. Did you smoke for you came? You did. Yeah. I know you did. <laughs> he did. Like that nigga looking <laughs> bewildered. Like, what the fuck is going on with you, nigga? But I wanted to just bring like this is a short episode. I just wanted me and Jermaine to kinda and, and Arteza yeah. to kind of talk about that and talk about the effects of it. I know a lot of times, you know, Arteza would tell me things that affected her with her father. And my whole go-to mm-hmm. is just fuck them, move on. I think that's the point that I finally reached reached now yeah. because, I, you know, when everything first went down, I went through the whole, I hired a private investigator to try to find him. Yeah. Found a missing report. Like I, went, like, I went searching for this nigga because I felt like we were bonding yeah. and I yeah. was like, dang, did something happen to him? Yeah. But now, after all this time, it's just like, okay, well, clearly he didn't want to be in my life, yeah. so fuck and, it. But you know what's crazy, too, is the more educated we become on, like, what black men go through. Mm-hmm. Like, think about this. Not to make an excuse for either one of them, but think about all the things that they possibly went through that we don't know about. You know what I'm saying? But I, mm-hmm. Not saying that they, you know, that what they've done is wrong, but even when we look at our own lives, like, I can sit here today and look at things that I have done wrong and I know that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I think the difference between who we are today is we sitting at the table can admit to being wrong. Mm-hmm. We can admit to these things. We can acknowledge those things and try to figure out how to be better. You know what I'm saying? And I think our fathers may not have ever learned that lesson. But it's even not, if you haven't learned that lesson, it's still something to be said about making yourself available. It is. To still be present. Go ahead. Go but, ahead. It, but, but the thing about it is it is something in you. It's a marker in you that tells you like, yo. Yes, you fucked up. You fucked up. Like exactly. I, I go over my whole life and I look at like, what have I done? The, the greatest thing, I tell you what the greatest thing for me mm-hmm. was when I didn't talk to my mom and my brother for two years. The first thing I said was, Lord, thank you that we came through this alive, right. healthy, and we saw each other and we were in the same state yes. that we were in when we left. And how many people did we lose in between? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We lost a lot of people, yeah. but we didn't lose each other. Mm-hmm. And so from that, I learned and I was like, yo, if there is something on my mind, yo, I'm going to tell it. Yeah. I'm going to say it right then and there. If there is something that I, you know, I fucked up, I go and I say, hey, there's this is where I fucked up. That's how I handle Anthony. Like, yeah. yo, this is what I did. I had learned that a lot of times... It's always so easy to point at somebody and say what they did, what right. they did, what they did. And when you start doing them like that, the message is then lost. You start mm-hmm. with yourself because if you start with yourself, you shock them. It has a shock value to it to where they like, oh, he's mm-hmm. talking about himself. And then once you do that, then you go to them and like, hey, they may this be is, more willing to listen yeah. because you say this is what I did. This is how I affected you. But this but is then, how you could have handled this it better. This is how you could have handled it better. But then due to the effects of how I brought it to you, mm-hmm. you couldn't. Right. So I'm able in everything. I that's always the best way to, see, I've thought about I, I, thought like that, too. I, I always look at it from not my purview, but mm-hmm. from their purview as well. But I start with theirs first. Yeah. yeah. But any time that I want to come to anybody, I start with my mistake. Because that's what happened. That's to me where it's true yeah. forgiveness at. Yeah, that's what because happened. Because it shows me, yeah. you learn from what happened. And yeah. you've gotten better with that too. But right? no, nah, I, I remember because I remember the first time I talked about it on I think a couple episodes ago. I was like, well, man, when Jermaine first called to try to 
to talk about it. He called with a like, listen here, I'm telling you this, <laughs> you need to listen. That's that older brother. And I let him yeah, talk for 30 yeah. seconds to a minute. And when he finished, I said, that's what you call me for, nigga? <laughs> All right, I'll holler at you later when you want to call with some, like you got some motherfucking sense. <laughs> and then I was Click, like, damn. And we didn't talk again for like six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when he called the next time, he was like, hey, bro, just listen. And then he started, he's like, I was wrong. I've had some time to think about something. And then he talked for like two minutes. And after that, I was like, you don't even got to apologize to me. I was like, talk to the people who felt it the mm-hmm. most. And me and you good. And he did that. And yeah. we was good. And I guess from the outside looking in, I was just like, because with me being the only child, it's like, I always thought if I had a brother or a sister, there was no way I would Shit. never talk to them. Like, mm-hmm. I just knew it. it. Happens, I was like, man. how are you not talking to your brother? Like <laughs> Because Anthony and I, we are different. But we are the same. We mm-hmm. have the same spirit. We have the same mind. We have the same heart. Everything that we do, it is good. Mm-hmm. But I, I but, but no, no, no. Everything that we do is good. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. But it may be looked at as 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 bad because the brashness and the harshness that it may come off yeah. of because we had to grow up tough. And yeah. I, and my mm-hmm. thing was, imagine at eight years old, I knew my dad wasn't going to do right, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine that I had to teach myself not to love somebody who was my biological mm-hmm. parent. Yeah. So imagine that that filters down through every part of your life. Mm-hmm. Because at eight, you don't know how to control it. It's just sinking to everything and attaching to everything. Right. From friendships to school to teachers to obedience to mm-hmm. listening to hearing to God. It's just your everyday life. It sinks into everything. And so that's why I say you do things out of a good heart, but then they can be misunderstood because you do not know how to put them out there to be heard properly. Mm-hmm. And that was the issue that was happening between Anthony and I mm-hmm. because our life was hard as fuck. Yeah. And it that was, goes back to what we were talking about not too long ago is the difference between being raised on love and being raised on survival. Because mm-hmm. even though I had certain situations happen to me, yeah. I, primarily I was raised on love. Yeah. So I look at things totally different yeah. than you guys. And that's why when I was looking at y'all yeah. from the outside, I was like, this this don't make sense to me. I couldn't comprehend how this was happening. Yeah. yeah. I think it's crazy too, because I mean, we've all like, when you say being raised on love, a lot of times I do think we have to be willing to hold. I've said this before, hold our parents accountable mm-hmm. and not being funny. I've had the conversation with my, even with my mom, like telling her it's some things you failed at you like, but it's expected. You know what I'm saying? That's just like some of the arguments me and you've had about my thought process on how you raised your daughter. I'm sure if I have a kid, we're going to have the same situation, mm-hmm. the opposite end. Mm-hmm. But I think it's about willing, being willing to understand that, you know, I fucked up. I tell people all the time, if you are a parent that can acknowledge that you fucked up mm-hmm. or that you made a mistake or maybe you did something or drew something out too long, mm-hmm. you are amazing. Right. That that makes you an amazing parent because your parents get to, your kids get to see that, okay, this person that I look at as a superhero is also faulty. Mm-hmm. Because if you, like, it's so many people walking around saying, I want what my mother and my father had in the marriage, mm-hmm. and you don't know what the fuck they had. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You think that shit perfect, and then mm-hmm. you got women out here dating dudes to my son. Well, my daddy, you don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck your daddy That's did. That's why they always say, what's the secret? Forgiveness. Yeah. Because yeah. people done fucked that, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, if you keep jumping from relationship to relationship <laughs> thinking you're going to find something perfect, you will always fucking be out of you here. Always you got to sit down and learn to have a mother 
motherfucking conversation. And if you don't have a conversation, you don't sometimes you really don't know if that person is coming or going or should be there or not if you don't get a real conversation going with them. Yeah. So I, I will say this since we we're on Father uh Father's Day and here go that shit talking yeah, about talking this like because I'm, I'm I'm about to bring it in. So I wanna say this. I know minutes. I know I, my situation was when I had my daughter, mm-hmm. um her mother used her as a pawn. And that breaks a black man down. And in this society, in this society and what we are seeing going on today, I want all mothers, all fathers activate that love for that child, activate that towards each other, build that bond between the father or the mother, because I am a, per- a parent who was involved in where the mother played my daughter as the pun. And so here I am, she's 18 and I'm later in life. And I was trying to kickstart everything so fast because I have so much information to give her. But if you can build that steadily, slowly, line upon line and work together and do not hold that kid from either parent because they need. This is what I say about that, though. It's all about who you pick too, prior. But at the like, end of but at the I, end I of the day, you, we have to be adults. Yeah, you have to be adults. But some people ain't. It's just like some people ain't built for certain shit. That like that's it's mistakes true. that's made. But that's why I say for me, like one thing I fucking know, mm-hmm. I ain't fucking with a girl. Like especially now, like when I like from twenty five thirty to now, like I made sure any girl that I ever oh. had pregnant, if I would have got some random girl pregnant, I probably already have a kid right now. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's something you taught me. Don't fuck with a girl that don't have shit to lose. So if you if you and I've never fucked with a girl who don't have shit to lose, which is why I don't have no random baby mama bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I've mess if I mess with a woman and we've had to make that agree that decision. She looks at her life and normally they have a pretty good life. And if their life is this and they don't want to fuck that up, we're going to sit down and have an intellectual conversation about how this looks. I if you are the type of woman that I want to have a kid with. I'll let you know, hey. I want to have a mm-hmm. child, but if we ain't on, if we on the fritz, I'm going to say that doesn't mean that's going to bring me back here, right. but I will be here for this child. Right, right. So if you thinking that this is going to make us work, you better get an yeah, abortion you because that's not going to make me change shit. But I think it all starts like I get what you're saying. But for me, I look at it and be like, it all starts with, you yeah. know, yeah, but who you once, choose. But like you had your kid young. So it's yeah. like you didn't even have the mindset, the mindset. that you have now, the know how to but be like, see, hey, I'm making the wrong decision. But yeah. then I see people now that are set, that's at our age and they're they're at odds like that. I'm like, it makes no it sense. It makes no fucking mm-hmm. sense. It, it's, if we're bigger, look at look at your society mm-hmm. and tell me if you want your child to say that I had my mom, I didn't have my dad, or I had my dad and I didn't have my mom. No, mm-hmm. they need both of you. And that's why I said I'm thankful for my situation, being a parent and being able to successfully co-parent with that's their it. father. And in fact, I didn't really celebrate Father's Day until we had our kids yeah. because I, I knew that he was making an effort. And honestly, part of the main reason why he goes so hard to be a good father is yeah. because his father wasn't in his life. Either. That's the same way for me. That's it. That's, That's it. it. I go, I go to bat for my daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good, bad, ugly, indifferent. Like you are mine. It is my responsibility. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you know I'm your daddy, mm-hmm. and this is what daddy. we go. Yeah, this is <laughs> what we gonna do. Yeah. And I'll, whether you like it or not, because at the end of the day, I am all about you. And so she texted me um, the other day, and she was like, "Hey, I know that you love me. I know that you're in my corner." She was like, "You know, even though you were stern, but I had to be. Mm-hmm. I had because I had to push. I had so little time mm-hmm. to push as much." good information and knowledge and wisdom into her at a small time. And when she texted me that, I was like, she got it. She Mm -hmm. gets it. She gets it. Even though I was like, 
damn, this shit is bouncing off hardwood. <laughs> but she got it. Crazy. All right, man, we're going to get ready to get up out of here again. Arteezy, thanks for, for being my co-host this episode. Jermaine, thanks for coming out. Spider, thanks for running the motherfucking boards. This is episode 284 of The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct, man. Be sure to help somebody to help somebody. White people that are allies, keep doing your thing. Black people, be wise and strategic about your protests. And, and always inhale courage to excel success. We'll catch y'all on the next one, man. Y'all be blessed. Niggas be thinking I'm deep, intelligent, fooled by my college degree. My IQ is average, there's a young lady out there, she way smarter than me. I scroll through her timeline in these wild times and I started to read. She mad at these crackers, she mad at these capitalists, mad at these murder police. She mad at my niggas, she mad at our ignorance, she wear her heart on the sleeve. She mad at the celebrities, low key I be thinking she talking about me. Now I ain't no dummy to think I'm above criticism, so when I see something that's valid, I listen, but shit, it's something about the queen's tone that's bothering me. She strike me as somebody blessed enough to grow up in conscious environment with parents that know about the struggle for liberation. And in turn they provide her with a perspective and awareness of the system And a fairness that afflicts them and a the clearest Understanding of what we gotta do to get free And the frustration that feels the worst seems to come from the fact that most people don't see Just cause you woke and I'm not, that shit ain't no reason to talk like you better than me How you gonna leave when you attacking the very same Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Whoa, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple, the mattress that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through, so you sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply.